Hello, wonderful people. My name is Felicia Goings, and I want to welcome you back to WordCast. Okay, so we are going to jump right into the word today. I am going to ask you now, please be patient with me. Y'all, it is so important that we actually read the Bible. And so I'm going to read in Isaiah 53 today because that's the scripture that the Lord gave me to share with you, but he gave it to me to share in the MSG. So that's the message Bible. And if y'all know, the message Bible will take one sentence and make 10. out of that one sentence. The message for this particular episode comes at the end of the reading. It is going to bless you. So bear with me. If you can get to a quiet place, you know, take your own Bible out, maybe not multitask just for this particular episode. So you can really let what I'm saying from the word of God sink in because these scriptures are so powerful. Okay, let's dive in. Isaiah was a prophet in the Old Testament and he prophesied, he wrote exactly what would happen to Jesus as if he was there watching it. And when the Lord told me to look at it in the MSG version, I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is so much more vivid than some of the other versions that I've read. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number two through six. The servant grew up before God, a scrawny seedling, a scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over a man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. See, a lot of times we see Jesus as this untouchable uh, figure, even in the process of him dying on the cross. That's what this passage is detailing. It's telling us this process of him dying on the cross. One look at him and people turned away. People looked down on him. They thought he was scum. But the fact is, it was our pains that he carried it was our disfigurements so if you study the scriptures you'll know that people were looking down on him in the process of him going to the cross because he was so brutally beaten and mangled and his face was disfigured they had torn and snatched patches out of his beard and while they were sneering and looking at him and cringing what they didn't realize it was their sin upon him that had him looking the way that he looked to them All the things that were wrong with us was placed on him. We thought he bought it on himself, that God was punishing him. Have you ever seen somebody going through something? You like, ooh, what did you do? God must be punishing you if that person is a believer. No, this verse says where Jesus was concerned, everybody thought that he brought this punishment upon himself from his own failures. The word says, but it was our sins that did that to him. It was our sins that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins, the word says. He took the punishment and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way, and God has piled all our sins, everything we've done on him. We're almost done with the reading. He was beaten. He was tortured, but he didn't say a word. A lamb taken to be slaughtered and like a sheep being sheared. He took it all in silence. Justice miscarried and he was led off. Did anyone really know what was happening? He died without a thought for his own welfare, beaten bloody for the sins of people. They buried him with the wicked, threw him in a grave, even though he'd never heard a soul or said a word that wasn't true. 
Last verse. Verse 10. Still, it's what God had in mind all along to crush him with pain. When we understand the severity of what Jesus went through, it can bring a question to mind that says something like, why would God allow this crushing pain in Jesus's life? And here's the message that the Lord gave to me. It was a rescue. I'm going to share some of my notes from my conversation with the Lord. He said to crush Jesus with pain was a rescue so that God could make salvation available for you. And there are some of you tuning in right now who've gone through crushing pain. God wanted me to tell you it was a rescue. Now, I'm not talking about people dying prematurely or somebody being negligent on their job and getting fired. That's not a rescue. I'm going to pick back up with my notes. I'm talking about you praying, putting in the work, doing the best that you can do, following the steps that you thought were right, wanting something that you know God could have given you, but he didn't. It was a rescue. A rescue from what? Settling. When God gave me this revelation, it dawned on me that some of us think it's all right to go ahead and take whatever is present right now instead of waiting on God's best in a particular area. We may not do that in every area of life, but there are certain areas where we may be willing to say, okay, well, this is good enough right now. God said there is suffering and settling for something that is not his best. He said the suffering and settling would have been much worse than the crushing pain your heart may have gone through when you didn't get what you thought you wanted. What you perceive as a disappointment or a rejection was a rescue. Again, I'm not talking about people dying prematurely or, you know, tragedies happening, trying to say that, oh, everything God does for a reason. No, that was the devil. That was not God. That wasn't a rescue. That's not something God wanted to happen. He doesn't want people dying prematurely. I'm just painting context here so that we're on the same page with what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you not getting what you thought you wanted at the time that you wanted it. It was a rescue and God wants to change the way that you see that experience and heal any brokenness in your heart. Because what you didn't know at the time was God shut that door to open a better one. God let that fall in order to build this thing up. That rejection, that disappointment, you may have said, God, why, why, why? It was a rescue. And just like he did with Jesus on the cross, he allowed the crushing pain of that moment to occur. He allowed him to be rejected and beaten and put to death or fired unjustly, for example, so he would not settle. The Holy Spirit gave me, he said, he allowed this so Jesus wouldn't settle and become this miracle working man or leader that never died for anyone. Had Jesus settled where he was instead of going through the process of dying and being resurrected, there would be no salvation for us. There would be no Holy Spirit filled church because there would be no Holy Spirit on the earth and we would not have access to a relationship with God. And Jesus's destiny would have gone unfulfilled. What looks good to us now may not be good down the line. If God tells you no to something, it's because he doesn't want you to settle. 
God desires that you have his best in every area of your life. Now, that's going to look different for different people. But if God says no or leads you away from something, it is a rescue. God's yes. Get this note, y'all. God's yes is always for his best. And that is what he wants for every area of your life. There is no option higher, bigger, or better than God's best. What God has for you, it truly is for you. And it is not subpar. It is not less than. It is not lower. It is top shelf, supreme, prime, the best of the best. But you got to be willing not to settle in order to receive it. The Lord says that temporary pain of disappointment or rejection is just that. It's temporary. But the suffering and settling could be for a much longer time. In the next episode, I'm going to share some practical things that you can do to experience God's best in every area of your life. These are things that I've applied to my life and they've worked for me. Other people have applied them and they've worked for them as well. And they absolutely will work for you because they're rooted in the word. Now, maybe you're in a situation where you're like, hey, Felicia, I've already settled in an area. I, I feel like I settled over here. Maybe I didn't in this area, but I feel like I settled over here. There is hope. God can redeem even the worst mistakes. God can redeem us even if we've settled in a particular area. Tune into that next episode because I'm going to give you answers on how to be redeemed if you've already settled and how to experience God's best in other areas if that's what you're wanting to do. But first, I want to pray over anyone's heart who is broken due to rejection or a disappointment that actually was a rescue. I have experienced that in my life where it was really God working on my behalf. I didn't see it that way in the beginning and I was mad at him. <laughs> we were having conversations. This is largely where this message came from, my conversation with the Lord. And he said, there's suffering and settling. And I was like, oh my gosh, was I about to settle? Oh Jesus, That's, that wasn't my intention. I thought what I wanted was your best. And so God had to take me through this process and show me like, no, I'm going to show you what my best is. And I was like, okay, Lord, I am going to trust you and follow your guide on this. But I want to pray over anyone whose heart is broken due to rejection or disappointment that was a rescue or Maybe the situation wasn't a rescue. It was just the work of the enemy and you're broken in your heart in a way. God can and will heal your heart. So I want to pray with you as we close this episode and I need you to be aware of this right here. When we pray, things happen and when we speak, we have what we say. Now, before we pray out, let's look at the last verse, Isaiah 53 verse number 10 uh, and see what happened in, in this moment of Jesus's life where he was experiencing a crushing pain and the pain was really coming from him fulfilling his destiny and not settling for the place where he was on the earth. Isaiah 53 verse 10 MSG. Listen to how it started. Still, it's what God had in mind all along to crush him, Jesus, with pain. Now y'all listen to how it's about to end. The plan was that he give himself as an offering for sin so that he'd see life come from it. Life, life, and more life for us. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him. 
You are about to deeply prosper as your heart gets healed and you move forward with God. I am telling you, there's something so much better on the other side of this. If you are experiencing a broken heart from rejection or disappointment of any kind in any area of your life, whether it was a rescue or and God was trying to help you not settle or whether it was the devil trying to hold you back. We are about to get the healing right now and move forward into God's best. God put it on my heart that some of you tuning in um, would have brokenness, maybe from things that are recent, but even things from decades ago. What I am telling you is that this prayer is about to take care of that healing that your heart needs. All right. So I want you to get quiet. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to listen to me. Father God, I thank you so much for this beloved person tuning in right now, any person listening right now who needs healing in their heart, Jesus, you are the healer. I speak to their heart in the name of Jesus and I decree and declare their hearts to be healed by your hand, by your spirit, by your word right now. I speak that every thorn planted in their heart be uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. Every offense, every brokenness, every area where the enemy has entangled their heart or confused their thoughts about this thing, we command it to go now in Jesus name. I decree and declare that they be set free and totally made whole in their heart. Now I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord, if there's any area in my heart where I have been broken, I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Y'all, it's that simple. And sometimes we can move so quickly through prayer. As you're saying those words, the Bible says, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. When I do word cast, I'm speaking spirit. I'm speaking life. I'm worshiping. I'm praising God before I come into the episodes. And when I speak out of my mouth, I understand the authority in which I speak with. So I am telling you, if you need to rewind this and, and play it again so you can get to a quiet place, I'm telling you right now, right here, you receive your healing. You don't have to say a whole bunch of different words. You just speak authentically and truthfully from your heart like we just did and you have what you say. Thank y'all so much for tuning into WordCast. My name is Felicia Goins. Be sure to share this episode with someone that you love. Like the episode, subscribe to WordCast. I love you, God loves you, and I'll see you next time on WordCast.